Will you come up here? Can you come up here real quick? I, I, rarely, do, I rarely do this where it's like I have a scripture, a verse I'm going to read to you. And I just, I just stand right here. Just stand right there. And lift your hands up and just receive this. Hear this. Luke chapter 15, verse 31. Son, you are always with me, and all I have is yours. Now listen, just receive it in your spirit. Son, you are with me, and all I have is yours. Just let it sink in. He says, son, you're with me. You're always with me, and all I have is yours. Father, seal it in his heart. I bless him now. I release the fire of God over him. Take it. More. Spirit of God. Let him do that in your heart right now. One more time. He says, son. You are always with me, and all I have is yours. Wow. Oh, yeah. Say, yes, Lord. Would you stand with me and just lift your hands to the Lord and just thank him for his presence? Mm. Yeah. Holy Spirit, we love you. Wow. What an awesome song. Pastor Chris wrote that song this weekend, that last one, Your Name. That's going to be sung all over the world. We're going to bust out. The Lord's going to give us a, a, a sound that we're going to release and record and, and impart. Amen? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we open our hearts to your word this morning. I'm telling you, saints, listen, there's, there's some here you are going to be resurrected today. And so just get ready. And so just pray this. Say, give me hearing ears. Say it a little louder so you can actually confess it. Say, give me hearing ears to what you're saying. Lord Jesus, amen. Seal it with praise. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, in moments where where his presence is, is really heavy, it's really hard to add or do anything. It really is, just for me. And, and maybe it's like for many years as a worship leader, there's just like this holy thing that happens. And when, when I say holy, I don't mean religious. I mean, it's just so profound that it's really hard to, it's really hard to like to do anything. It's really hard to preach. And when I say that, I don't mean, it, in the atmosphere, it's easy. I mean, the presence of God's here. It's just like, you know. It's amazing, um, but it's just so delicate. It's so pure. It's just so pure. He's just, his heart is so pure. He's so amazing, and, and I, I would never want to just get in the way of what the Lord does and when he ministers to his people. And I know we went a little long in worship and in those, mo- this, those quiet moments. How many just really received God's love, though? I mean, I was, I was pretty wrecked. And I still am. If I fall over, don't worry about the ushers catching me. You won't get up here in time. Um, unless the Lord, like, translates you in the spirit or something. But it doesn't matter. So um, I'll be okay. But this morning I have a word for you. And I believe it's going, to, it's going to cause you to walk in a way that you never have. 
And I know that's a, that's a phrase, and we hear it in the church, you know, well, God's going to take you to another dimension, and, uh, and we have these words, but listen, hear me, when, when you really get a revelation from God, something happens on the inside of you. I'm here to tell you right now that I would not be where I am today if I had not got revelations from heaven that literally shaped, changed, transformed me into what I am today. And so those of you that are here this morning, I want you to just just really anticipate hearing from God personally for your life. This morning, I believe that that God is wanting us to step into a place of grace and empowerment that we have never stepped into before. It's about living under this waterfall of his love, this, this grace, this outpouring, this house of grace, this place where we are constantly bathed in his love, his passion, his spirit, his anointing. And, and we have to learn that, that the Lord uh, has made, made an available and, and a place for us. He's given us full access to live under an abundance of grace. I think many times as believers, we think that the struggle that we're fighting, it's like, well, we got to fight the good fight. And we're still wrestling with the old man when the Bible says, consider him dead. And in Romans chapter 5 and 6 and, and 7, it, it talks about this wrestling, about being under the law and how God came and, and he justified us and justified us just if we'd never sinned. He looks at us the same way the Father loved Jesus as a sinless, perfect man, he loves you. And we look at Romans and, and it takes us on a journey in understanding we put our faith in Jesus and we receive grace from heaven. And then he talks about in chapter 7 how, uh, you know, how it's like the, that wrestling. If we, if we live under this law of these do's and don'ts and trying to please God and we're still trying to please God and oh, and we realize that we've already pleased God, you know, in, 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 uh, in chapter 5, I believe it says, in chapter 6, it says, consider the old man dead. I think many times we we still mourn over our old man. And we have theologies that teach us that, well, you just got to crucify the flesh. And I want to show you some things in the scripture where it, it literally talks about God making us alive, this body of death. You know, Paul says, who's going to deliver me from this body of death? And we need to stop mourning over the old man. He is dead. Say, he's dead. Sometimes we go back and, and you know, we want to have another funeral service for our old man. And we memorialize the whole thing like, oh, you know, and instead of dancing on the graves, I think God has raised me. That old man, I'm so glad that stinky old fart is dead. He was ugly and smelly and he never did the right thing. He's gone. And, and instead of being driven by this force of grace, living in this outpouring, living under this, this reign of heaven, we choose to live under the reign of the fallen world that came from Adam. Romans chapter 5, verse 17, for by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive an abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. It says through, through one, Adam, death reigned, how much more will righteousness and grace, an abundance of grace will cause us to reign in this life? You know, the word abundance is, is a Hebrew idiom for when the priest, the high priest, the one chosen to go in the Holy of Holies, 
they would do these ceremonies that would cleanse the priest. And, and one of the last things they did, they would take all the best meats and the best sacrifices, the best of the best. And they, the priest, right before he'd go in, he would open his hands like this and, and he would receive and they would just lay it in his hands and it would be an abundance of, of, uh, of all the sacrifices of the best cuts and everything God had provided. And he's saying, I want, I want you to understand that you don't have to live under this. You don't have to wrestle with this thing. You don't have to fight that fight anymore because it's already been dealt with at the cross. How many know Galatians 2.20, Paul said this, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. Many times we like to read that and think, oh, I got to crucify with Christ. No, you, you died when you received him. You're dead. Look at the person next to you say, you're dead. And you're sitting right now, and, and, you know, I was thinking this week about many times we fall. Many times we, we, we fall and we just think, well, I, you know, I'm just, I, I'm just defeated. I, I, I don't think I can get up. How many have fallen over and over and over and over and over and just feel like, you know what, I'm just going to stay down here? Hello? You ever feel like that? Am I the only one that ever has ever felt that way in my life? <laughs> have you ever fallen just, I'm just going to rest down here for a little while. <laughs> Be like Pee Wee Herman when he's rolling on the bike and he falls and, and he's like, I meant to do that. We try to play it off, you know. There's a story when I was a younger, a younger man of God. I was about 19 years old. I love Jesus, man, with all my heart. We, me and my friend went down to uh, Sedona, Arizona. Have you ever been there? It's a beautiful place. Can you do me a favor and turn that fan on and point it at me? I just need a little airflow, Glory. I need the wind of heaven to blow this way. We're down in Sedona, Arizona, and, uh, and we decide we're going to mountain bike. They have some of the greatest trails down there. And my friend had just had a, an appendicitis. His appendix burst. He was in the hospital. You know, they, they removed his appendix. And so he had uh, about two weeks before that, he had had surgery, you know, and he had the scar, and he was still pretty sore, you know. He's kind of a tough dude, so he probably shouldn't have been mountain biking um, but we decided, you know, we're in Sedona. These are the best trails, like, in the world, so we're going to just mountain bike. So we rent bikes. We're excited. We get on the bikes, and, and they have suspension, and they're all cool, you know. And this is when suspension on bikes, like, first came out. So on mountain bikes, I mean, it was nice. Like, you're hitting rocks and stuff. And, um, and so we're rolling, and we get on it, and we're like little kids. We're like, I can go faster than you. And we're, like, riding real fast down this hill. And for some reason, I don't know if, if it was – well, of course, I want to blame him, but, you know, I don't know if he ran into me or I ran into him. One of us was going straight. The other one, we just, we hit. And it's, we were doing about 20, and we just locked pedals. And I think my pedal or his pedal went into the spokes. And you know, how many can guess what happened next? We, like, jumped off like ninjas, and we did a flip, and we're like, say, like Itman. That's not what happened. We busted hard. We fell. I mean, we were, it was like slow motion. Everyone has been in, in an accident like that where it's literally, it feels like slow motion. You're like, and you're spinning. And my friend had just had surgery, and he's like, oh, my stitches. And I laughed, of course. I mean, it's funny. You know when you're younger and you fall, you got to laugh at the person. I was telling first service, I used to skateboard. And, man, when, we, when one of us would fall, um, you mind if I just tell a little story for you? No, 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 no. One of us would fall, and we go, busted, and we just start laughing at them, and it was the wrong thing to do. I remember I fell and almost broke my neck. All my friends were laughing. They were probably stoned, but whatever. 
they need Jesus. And, but man, there's something about falling. And so we fell really, really hard and, and we got back up again. And, and you know, we ended up a, a little hurt and in pain, but it didn't stop us from mountain biking. We ended up finding some of the best trails. We did miles out in the middle of, I mean, and we're, there was places we had to like carry the bikes, like we're hiking on the rocks and stuff. It was amazing. One of the best times I've ever had on a bike. And the, the thing is, is many times in life, just like a little child learns how to walk, we're running and we're learning how to walk. We fall flat on our face. And, you know, I was thinking that sometimes parents, new parents especially, make a big deal about their child falling. And it's like, oh, you know, oh my gosh, you know, and, and, and we kind of like, you know, it's like a big deal that the earth stops on its axis and, and my child fell. It's like, they're going to fall. It's, it just happens, right? But there's something about in the spirit, we got to learn to get back up again. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to many of us today to arise, to get up. You know, I'm a father of four and all of them have ran and fell on their face but I'm not the type of parent that makes a big deal when they fall, and I'm thankful God doesn't either. He doesn't get off his throne and be like, oh, here we go again, Rochelle fell. <sighs> Send all the angels. I know they were out on the mission field protecting the missionaries, but Rochelle fell, so we got to commission them to the other side of the globe. God doesn't do that. He's like, oh, you're my daughter. You can get back up again. You're strong. You can live under my, my grace, the waterfall of my grace. When I fall, I shall arise, Micah 7, 8. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Proverbs says, the righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. And rise again. In Romans chapter 6, he says, you can reign with the abundance of grace in this life. In Romans chapter 8, he gives us a remedy to this struggle, this wrestle. We're still wrestling with the old man because we choose to live under the reign of Adam. Even some of our theology dictates that we still carry this sinful nature. We can choose to live under the influence of sin as a believer, but we can also choose to live under the influence of the empowerment of grace so that we can be free from sin. You don't have to sin. Are you going to be perfect? No, not until you're glorified. But you don't have to live in a place of defeat. Now, Romans chapter 8 gives us a lot of answers. I want to read verse 1 to you. Many, many of you are familiar with this verse. It says, there is therefore. How many know therefore is because of a conclusion, right? Read Romans 5, 6, and 7, and, and you'll really receive what we're saying here. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Say amen. No condemnation. Is there, is there consequences if we walk away from God? Yes, but there's no condemnation. Wow, that's a big deal. Now listen, a lot of us will read, Pastor, you got to read the next part. I know some of you thought that. I want to read the next part to you. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Do you know that that is not even in the original text? King James says it. The only version that has that in there because they lived in a time where the institution of the church wanted to put a condition because of its works-based understanding of God. You mean there's, there's, no, there's, there's no condition on there being no condemnation? No, there isn't. Once you receive Jesus, you're, you're not condemned anymore. Is there consequences? Yeah. 
but you don't have to choose to live in that place. Are you hearing me this morning? There's no condemnation. See, listen, if we don't get this, this is the first step of understanding to live. We're always going to live with the do's and don'ts and do's and don'ts. Paul says, I, that what I want to do, I can't do. He's giving us an idea what it's like to live under the law. It doesn't work. Actually, sometimes it makes things worse because we're constantly conscious of it. We're like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to do the wrong thing. Right? Have you ever been there? Well, I messed up. I might as well. No, if you mess up, just, just position your heart in the outpouring of grace. When I fall, I shall arise. There's some dead people in here that need to get resurrected. The Holy Ghost is saying to you today, rise up. Arise. Arise and live in the outpouring of grace. It says that he set us free from the law of sin and death. Then we go on and he says we got to live according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. Don't live under the reign of Adam. Live under the reign of grace. And here he gives us a, a, an answer here to our dilemma. Verse 9 of Romans chapter 8, but you are not in the flesh but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now look, wait, wait don't we always say that? Oh, you're just in the flesh right now. That's, we're totally taking the scripture out of context. That's not what it's saying. Flesh does not mean carnal. Now, it does not mean carnal in the sense of a sin nature. Your flesh can actually cry out to God. David said, my heart and my flesh cry out to God. When you live under the outpouring of grace, your flesh will want to do better things. Your mind will think better thoughts. But it doesn't start with this and this. It starts from the heart living under the outpouring of grace. And it changes as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Look what he says. And he said earlier, who will deliver me from this body of death, this body of death? He's talking about this body of death that reigning under Adam, reigning under the old sin nature. He says, thanks be to God. And look what he says here. Look at this. Verse 10, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So he's saying, listen, if he's in you, you can be a Christian and still live under this former reign, the body of death. But look what he says. Are you ready? Verse 11, say, I'm ready. Trying to keep you awake. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Wow. You mean I can be a believer and I can still function with this body? Yeah, if we choose not to live in this outpouring of grace. But we have to understand that there's access. We have access. I want you to quickly turn to Ephesians. Then we're going to go to John chapter 5. But go to Ephesians chapter 1 quickly, if you would, please. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul's praying for the church. This is so good. Are you ready? Verse 15, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you. Paul often said that. He was so thankful for people that loved each other. That's a very important part of our DNA as believers, as we've been learning the last few weeks. He says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Listen, let me stop for a moment. That word 
It's not enlightenment, like, you know, Eastern, you attain enlightenment. That's what it sounds like. It literally means to turn the lights on. He's praying for believers, said, you got to get it. You need the lights to come on and understand. Here's what he says. Here's what you need to understand. Look at verse 19. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead? Resurrection power. Listen, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will cause that dead thing that you're dealing with to come alive in Jesus. And you don't have to fight this fight anymore over here under the reign of Adam. You could be over here and walk in freedom. Listen, it's not just unmerited favor. Well, grace is unmerited favor, praise God. That is so limiting on the definition of grace. It's so much more than that. It's the divine enablement. It's supernatural power to do everything God has called you to do. It's literally the same, the same power that resurrected Jesus, not only breathed life into his dead body after he'd been crucified for three days, but it's the same spirit that caused him to ascend into heaven and sit down at the right hand of God. And it says here in Ephesians, it gave him authority over all the principalities and powers. The, the world is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God when we start walking under this outflow of grace. If you believe that, say, yes, Lord. John chapter 5, quickly. I want to give you the word of the Lord to you this morning. That was just an introduction. But the introduction is longer than the, the rest of the message. Some of you got worried. I just had to make sure you're okay. John chapter 5, listen, the, the Lord gave me this, and, and I'm preparing, and the Lord just, it was like, bam, 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 bam. Wow, downloads. Look at John chapter 5. Are you ready? It says, and there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called Bethesda. Say Bethesda. It had five porches. Near this, there was a multitude of people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. An angel went down to a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease they had. Now, a certain man that was there who had an infirmity 38 years, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said, do you want to be made well? Listen, I'm going to ask you, Jesus saying, do you want to be made well? This dude was obviously crippled, lame, something was wrong, 30, almost 40 years waiting for an angel to come down. This, this, I mean, it was just an opportunity of a lifetime and jump in and maybe perhaps he could get a miracle and he could walk. Jesus asked him, do you want to be made well? The guy responds with, sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up, but when I'm coming, another steps in before me. That's not what Jesus asked you. He didn't ask if you can't get in the water. He says, do you want to be made well? We're looking over here for, for this miracle thing to happen when God's like, just live in my outpouring of grace and it will transform who you are. It's a type of the church. We're hanging out. We're paralyzed by living under the law. We're paralyzed by living and wrestling under the reign of Adam when God says, I've made a new way for you. And it doesn't come in, in just one instance every month. It can be every day that you live under the outpouring of grace. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And look what it says 
Jesus said, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Immediately, he was made well. Immediately. Do you know the word Bethesda means house of grace? You know, it means a place of outpouring. Five porches. Five is the number of grace. It's also a type of the fivefold ministry. This is a picture of the church. The church is sitting around, lame, making excuses. Well, if I just had this or I just had that, when we just got to stop living under this old way and walk in the new man, walk in the new way, walk in grace, stop memorializing our old man and having a funeral service for him all over again and then hiring mourners to mourn with us. And let me tell you about all my problems. <laughs> you need sozo, Hallelujah. And when sozo happens and you learn that you don't have to go back, you can stay here, the old man is dead. And if you fall, perhaps you can get back up again because you know there's no condemnation and he loves you. He loves you. He's so proud of you. You are fully pleasing to God right now. Fully pleasing to him. 100% as if you never sinned, ever, ever. Oh, I sure have sinned some. Yeah, I know. I can see it in your eyes. Just kidding. But you need to know that he loves you just the way you are. You're perfect. You're per- teleos, my spiritual dad, the, what the message, the book Teleos and the message he preaches, you're just the way he wants you, right? He loves you just the way you are right now. I don't want to be paralyzed by living under the do's and the don'ts. I don't want to be paralyzed. That's what I want to do. I can't do. And Paul's, he's telling us the answer is in Romans chapter 8. He says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, he'll give life to your mortal body. He says, you can live. How much more if death reigned through one can you reign and receive an abundance of grace? Like the priest walking in, just receiving all oh, abundance of grace. Grace, hallelujah, more than enough, abundance. So John chapter 5, this story of this man. You know, I was thinking about my, my daughter, Hannah, and, and there's times, her name is Hannah Grace. Her, Hannah means grace, favor. And so her name is Grace Grace. And, and there's times that I just need a hug from her, and I'll say, I need some grace. Come here, Hannah. It's such a picture of how all any moment we just, ah, I receive your grace, God. I, re, I just live under this thing. I don't need to believe this stuff over here. This, it, it, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, our theology needs to be wrecked a little bit because we literally have memorialized the old man and built a doctrine around this thing instead of realizing it's just behaviors and it's the force of sin trying to push us into the past instead of living under the force of grace that pushed us into destiny. And, the, and, and I, I, I often will say, Hannah, I just need some grace. And she'll run up and she's daddy's girl one million percent. She's amazing. She's so beautiful. And I was thinking about when she was born on 525 of 2005. Five is the number of grace. And her name's Hannah Grace. And I remember when she was born, there was so much grace on the whole thing. I mean, Rochelle, it was our third child. She's like a baby machine at this point. She's in labor. She's smiling like, yeah, I'm about to have this baby. Praise God. 
the nurse comes in. I just feel God in this room. And we're praying. And I go down the elevator. I'm all happy. I think I got some coffee or something. I come up and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And the nurse is like, she's crowning. She's about to have the baby. Hurry. I mean, it was just, everything was so smooth, wasn't it? And what a season of our life of the Lord just giving us grace. But I'm here to tell you this morning, saints, that if you feel like you're like this guy that's been waiting for the angel to stir the waters or waiting for this next big thing, and Jesus is asking you this morning, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? It's interesting, he said, rise, take up your bed, and walk. You know, the bed was what he had to live on. The bed dictated where he went. But now Jesus said, get up. Now you take dominion over the thing that once had dominion over you. And now you can walk. Because I'm not going to let the offense and sin of one to reign over me. But what Jesus did, putting my faith in him, I receive his grace. By faith, I receive his grace. I am made perfect in him, and now I can walk in that abundance. And we don't have to struggle anymore. And when we fall, we can get back up. And we can hear the Spirit of the Lord say us. I was praying. I was praying in here the other day. I was praying. And I was crying out to the Lord, and I was just... I was by myself, and, and sometimes it's good to, to just, you know, you can be yourself when you're alone, and you can just, I was, I was loud. It would have sounded like there's a bunch of, I think there's people at the bus stop getting scared. But I was crying out, and I heard the Lord said, Arise! Arise! And I'm just like, man, I just kept hearing this. And I have this message about grace in Romans, and then instantly the Lord took me to John chapter 5. And I'm like, wow, that's really good stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all heard me last night, huh? I was in the room, I'm like, oh, man, that's so good. Michelle's like, what? I'm like, you'll hear it tomorrow. (laughs) But I'm telling you, the Lord is speaking to you. I want you to close your eyes, and I want to do a prophetic act. The Spirit of God spoke to me during worship. Here's what we're going to do. We're all sitting, and I I want you to, as the Lord begins to give you this revelation that I'm declaring to you this morning, When you get it, as I begin to declare a rise to you, I want to ask you to stand up as a prophetic act that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is going to give life to your mortal body. And no longer you're going to live in that old way with the do's and don'ts. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But you're going to live under the outpouring of his grace. So right now, as your eyes are closed, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. And I thank you for massive transformation that comes in understanding that we're loved. You know, it's one thing to hear that I'm beloved. It's another to allow myself to be loved. It's so transforming. It's so liberating. I don't have to strive to receive his grace. I just receive it, the abundance of his grace. I don't have to earn it. Just receive it. So with your, with your arms open, just begin to receive and let him pour out on you. And the spirit of the Lord 
is declaring this is a rhema word from God. Here's what he's saying. Arise. Resurrection. It's not just unmerited favor. Listen, the grace that forgave you is the grace that will free you. The same way you receive forgiveness, you can receive what you're about to receive right now. The same grace that forgave you is the same grace that will empower you and liberate you and give you resurrection power to walk in every day of your life. So as I declare this, when you get it, I want you as a prophetic act to stand up and I declare to you the word of the Lord. Arise, take up your bed and walk. Arise, take up your bed and walk. I prophesy. Arise and take up your bed and walk. No longer will the bed determine where you go. You're going to determine where the bed will go. No longer are you going to memorialize the old man and have another funeral. You're going to dance on the gravestones. Hallelujah. Arise. Take up your bed and walk. The struggle can be over today and you can live in this place of grace, this place of outpouring every day of your life, every moment, every breath, receiving his grace. Arise, take up your bed and walk. I want you to lift your hands with me as we begin to sing about this river that is flowing in this place. No longer you'll be held back by your past and your failures. No more. No more.
those of you that have, have just felt like this, this resurrection, this revelation, this light go on, Paul's praying, you got to understand this power. you got to understand it's the same power he worked when he raised him from the dead. It's the same power that gave him authority over all principalities and powers. This power is working toward you. This power is pouring out upon you. And he's praying, let the light come on so you can receive it. I want you to come to this altar and let's declare together we receive this river of grace. That's it. Come on. Freedom over you right now. right now and receive the grace of God. Take it now. Take it now. Yes! Yes! One last thing and I'm going to dismiss you. As you're praying, I feel like there's some that just need they just need to kind of they need to just bask in this. They need to just, they need some time under this waterfall. I want to ask you to come if that's you and you need prayer. We're going to, I want to have our prayer team pray with you. Maybe you're already up here, but if you just want to linger a little bit, I, I want to pray over you. I want to bless you. See, so this word is, is for you this morning. I just prophesied to you, son. I declare, rise up and be strong. We love you. And we embrace you. I want you to put your hand on him, if you would, right now. And just receive the love of God right now. Receive the grace of heaven. You are so awesome. You are a blessing to the people of God. And I declare destiny in your life from this point on. In Jesus' name, don't ever be held back. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong. Listen, there's a verse for you. 2 Timothy, I believe it's 2, 1 and 2. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And then he begins to tell them about discipleship. It's time to be discipled. It's time to continue to just step into that. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So if you're here this morning and you just want to take some time, please come up front here. We just want to pray with you. Amen. Can I have our prayer team just come and be ready? Maybe turn around and face them. And then, or if those that are already here, just begin to minister to them. Amen. Amen. Lord, I bless your people. In Jesus' name.